Chapter 6. Call Me Neff, Land Troll. The animal, its side still heaving as it panted with its legs spread wide, glared hard. If Kelpies could give the stink eye, Adam was pretty sure he just got it from the breathless beast. Eyes that looked white underwater glowed green again, like he'd seen above when it flew out from the water and dove back down to get away from the pursuing sea urchins. Why were they chasing you? Adam sat up and looked earnestly at the Kelpie, whose scowl slackened a bit. He sat back, wanting to ask so much more, his mind whirling with possibilities and questions. Why did you save me? The Kelpie hesitated, and then slowly stepped toward him. It stood as tall as a regular horse, its skin soft and rubbery. He looked gray in the dim cavern, but in the water his skin flashed in greens, purples, and blues, like the inside of a clamshell. Its scales glimmered in the dim light from somewhere in the dark cavern. White hooves like seashells graced the end of his long, muscular legs. His mane and tail looked like kelp and seagrass hanging in clumps down to the ground, dragging behind it. Small water lilies sprouted here and there in the twisted foliage. Adam bit his lip. He stood to approach, walking carefully as he lifted his hand to reach out. Why aren't you talking to me now? The Kelpie snorted impatiently and tipped its head as if to say, Are you serious? It nudged Adam's hand and tossed its head to remind him. Oh, yeah, I can hear your thoughts, but what do I have to... The Kelpie stamped his front hoof, snorting again. Adam reached up to pet the beast's long, thin nose, and those loud thoughts, not belonging to him, raced through his head again. Finally! I haven't met a human before, but you're much slower on the uptake than I expected. Since you have no magic, you have to touch me to hear what I have to say. He shook his head and rolled his eyes. Are you really a... My name is Neff, and I thought from the way you looked at me and your watercraft on the surface, you knew I was a sea kelpie. Adam grinned. I thought so. I just never imagined... He hoped he would see a creature like this when he got here. He wanted it. And here it was. It totally happened. He started to bounce excitedly on the tips of his toes while stroking Neff's skin, so soft and slick, like the dolphin he petted once at SeaWorld. You never imagined what? I heard you humans stop believing in magic, and that's why we had to go into hiding. I guess I read you wrong. You look like a believer. But you can hear me. I guess that's something. Well, what do you mean? Some people can't see me, and most couldn't hear me even if I wanted them to. They're too scared, and I have to want them to hear me. I don't normally go around talking to humans. I usually just get rid of them before they try to kill me. Adam took a step back, keeping only his fingertips touching the mane. Why me, then? Neff shifted uncomfortably. I was in trouble. Don't get me wrong, I could have gotten away. Adam raised his eyebrows and pulled a face to express his disbelief. Really? Oh, come on! Neff shook his head and a faint pink rose in his gray cheeks. Okay, you helped me. Helped you? Adam cocked his head to the side, doubtful and amused. All right, all right. You saved me, but just barely. You gave me a little distraction so I could take control of the situation again. You're welcome, Adam smiled, satisfied. Neff pulled a face. Don't get cocky. You're still just a land troll. A loud splash caught his attention, and Adam spun around. The pool of water he'd climbed from, what looked like little more than a deep black puddle in a corner of the small cave, boiled and gurgled as a big bubble rose in its center. He took a step closer to see what it was, and a head suddenly broke the surface. 
grinned as it emerged and shook water drops from its white blonde hair, pulled back in a long braid down its back and bound with green seagrass. Ah! Adam jumped back, tripping over his own feet. He fell, landing hard on his backside in the rubble on the rocky floor. He scooted back as a guy who looked his age reached for the edge to shove himself up and out of the water. When he sat beside Neff with his purple tail still flicking in the water, he turned to face the Kelpie and shook his head. With a jolt of surprise, Adam realized it wasn't just a guy like him swimming around in the deepest part of the ocean. It was a merman. I don't know how we're going to get you out of here, Neff, the mer said. Dragonfish are swarming the gate. I don't know why they're here. This gate hasn't been active for centuries. They don't know where you went, but they know where you lost them. And they're screaming mad. What are you doing here anyway? I heard Phoebos was after you. Neff snorted angrily. Adam didn't understand why the Kelpie would be chased by regular sea creatures, no matter how bizarre looking. He already hated whoever this Phoebos guy was for setting those sea urchins and those evil dragonfish on him in the first place. He reached forward and grabbed a strand of Neff's long tail so he could hear the conversation. You bet he's after me! I kicked one of his guards good and hard right in the chest with my hind legs when he took my Cleo. I hear I broke a few ribs. <laughs> I only wish I could have broken every last bone in his vile minion body before I escaped. The merman gasped. <gasps> he got Cleo? What about- Neff hung his head. He captured the Tria. The merman covered his face with his hands, shaking his head sadly. Oh, I can't believe this. Things are going down, Neff. Regular sea creatures are being used by Phoebos. I mean, this time last week I was eating quiet little sea urchins for dinner, and just now I had to blast a few with my trident to get in here and see you without being followed. I don't know how he's doing this, but things are changing everywhere. The magic is fading for us, and some of the myrrh are getting sick. The Atlanteans are getting ready to fight, and we really need the Tria on our side. Who are the Tria? Adam interrupted, but they ignored him. That's why I came. I heard Phoebos might try to hide them here in the tunnel left over from when the magic here joined with Atlantis. He probably thought no one would be able to find them, since a bunch of humans are all over the village, up at the tunnel's entrance. And you're right, that no one uses this tunnel. I guess he thought no one could find them here. Why did he take Cleo? The merman asked. Uh, he wasn't really after Cleo. He wanted Milena. But you know my Cleo. She fought back, so he decided to capture all three sisters. I keep looking for a way to get into the tunnels from here, but I can't find it. I just know there's a connection somewhere around here. It makes me mad that I can't find it. Neff stomped and pawed at the pebbles beneath his hooves, sending tiny bits of rock flying back toward Adam. The color drained from the merman's face. If he has the tree out of the way, he can take charge of all the sea, river, and lake nymphs. That gives him control of all water leading to the sea. Exactly! Neff stamped again shook his head and reared back so his front hooves pawed wildly in the air. The merman glanced back at Adam, who scooted away from Neff as far as he could while still holding on to the cord of blue mane. And you picked up a non-magical human along the way. The merman raised his eyebrows, looking uncertainly at the Kelpie. Neff glanced behind him and nodded. This one is okay. He's a believer. And he helped me get away. How did Phoebos figure out how to make the sea urchins deputies? I've never seen them chase anyone like that, not even enchanted ones. I knew they'd been using the black dragonfish for a while, but I thought all the normal sea creatures wanted to stay neutral. That's why I was so surprised they put up such a fight today, the merman sighed. The sea urchins saw you reach the gate, and they know it didn't open, so they know you're around here somewhere. Some of the other mer from Indy Atlantis are trying to fight them off, 
But the minions are getting pretty bold now that everyone knows Fivos is in control. It doesn't matter that he's not really the king. He might as well be. The minions don't have to answer to the Atlanteans anymore now that he's in charge. How did this happen? The thought entered Adam's mind so quietly, he knew he wasn't supposed to hear it. This wild and fierce creature's heart ached. Adam's brow nodded and he looked down. He had no idea what was going on, but it sounded terrible. Kidnapping, regular sea creatures working for the kidnapper, and a whole magical world at war with itself. Neff's fight was much bigger than ticking off a few grumpy sea urchins. Adam cleared his throat and looked at the merman. So what do we do now? What can I do? The merman raised his eyebrows again in surprise as he peered past Neff to appraise Adam. You? Well, you're human. You can't do anything. Just stick with Neff and he'll take you someplace safe. He looked back at the Kelpie and turned, swiftly dropping back into the pool. He rested his arms on the edge and tipped his head up so his long braid tumbled into the water. I have to get back to India Atlantis and find out what's going on. It might be time to fight. Fight? But why? Adam's head throbbed. He had so many questions about everything going on and how it got so bad, and nobody seemed to think he deserved answers because he was only human. Neff turned, craning his long, graceful neck to look Adam straight in the eye. We fight because we have no choice. One man has decided he knows what magic should be. If he has his way, the rest of us have to go.